Survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Bradley has waited for. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last, Greg Norman. to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Inside the Ropes. Cannot believe we're doing it again. We cranked out four last week, another four coming this week, live to you from the Royal Adelaide Golf Club for the ISPS Hander Women's Australian Open. I'm Mark Hayes, and I'm joined by a panel of superstars. Not often that I can introduce John Huggan. Good evening. Mike Clayton. How's it? And have them both superseded by <laughs> our fourth panellist here, Meg McLaren. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I don't even know where to start with you. You're not only a golfer of great notes, two under here today, which we'll talk about in a second, but you've become a bit of a, uh, a podcast and a blogging guru. I know, I think those two mediums took off at just the right time for me. Yeah, they're yeah, working involved. really well. Yeah, not too bad. I just, I think I like talking more than I ever thought I did, so <laughs> it works. Are we breaking some contract that you have with other Australian podcasts in appearing on Inside oh, the Ropes? I'll have to talk to Rod about that. <laughs> <laughs> Rod did uh, sort of uh, break his own rules last week and appeared heartily, didn't he, Clay? Um, Huggy, on... Um for our Vic Open specials? He was a guest rather than the host. He yeah, was a, a new was a, role for him. Yeah, no, it was great to have Rob Murray. So we were thrilled <laughs> to have you here today, Meg. Um, we, we should start at the very top. We'll just quickly run the leaderboard then ask you your thoughts about everything that's happened out here today. But we join you with play just having finished, I believe. And we have a leader who's not, well, it's not uncommon for Jody Hewitt Shadoff to be in the lead of the Women's Australian Open after shooting a seven under round. She did the exact same thing last year, Huggy. She did, yes. Um, I, I have to say that my more lasting memory of Jodie from last year was, uh, sadly for her, at the Solheim Cup. She was the unfortunate member of the European team who arrived out of form, didn't play too well, but uh, contributed, still contributed to the to the winning points total. And she's been a great player for quite a while now, and always on the improve, it seems, but hasn't broken through. So hopefully for her sake this week, um, she can rectify that situation. Just quickly before we talk to Meg, the other leaders on the board, Jung and Lee, six, Inby Park, both shot six under car, under the par... Oh God, I can't even talk today. Six under the card, 67s here at Royal Adelaide. Joined Jung and Lee, six was early. Inby Park joined her late on. Marina, Alex, Julian Hollis, an LPGA Tour rookie, and Amy Olsen, all at five under, the three Americans. And then... Ho Yu An, the amateur from Taiwan at four under, and she's joined by Na Yon Choi, Kristen Gilman, and the first Australian on the leaderboard, our own Hannah Green. There's a handful of other players at four under, but we'll get to that all later. We want to talk to you, Meg McLaren. Two under at Royal Adelaide today. How did that sit with you? Uh, it was a bit of a weird round, to be honest. I probably would have taken it beforehand, given that I didn't play my best last week. Um, but I'd through seven holes I think I was level par and I'd missed three putts from inside seven foot so that's why I'm here at the golf club on the putting green um, <laughs> but yeah it was it's one of those courses you think you can make a score on and then all of a sudden it catches you and you find yourself dropping shots so you have to stay switched on the whole way around yeah it looks like a course where 
missing in the wrong place is really punishing given that there's an awful lot of doubles and triples being shot out there a lot of low scores as well but there's, yeah, there's some bad places isn't there there sure is you know yeah. there's some pretty severe runoffs on the green so you can think that you've maybe just caught the edge of the green and then all of a sudden you've got a 30 yard chip back mm. across the slope um but yeah i sort of i'd heard a couple of girls talk about this course before and i decided that the one thing i was going to make sure i did today was to not short side myself um and i think if you can go out with that game plan you're gonna for the most part keep the big numbers off the card but at the same time you can't not attack because the scores are going to be low too yeah. so it's it's a bit of a tough balance to get right how did you do on the 17th hole which was uh, once redesigned by the man to my right here <laughs> i don't know if i should comment on that <laughs> um no i thought you would, you'll be a, a long way down the list of people who've commented on that hole <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those i feel like you can hit it in the same spot 10 times and end up in a different spot 10 times um i went over the back of the green a lot closer to the 18th tee i think than the than the pin on 17. Um, so did you drive right or left right well you gotta drive left well you have to go left then. <laughs> <laughs> i'll uh, i'll i'll give you another conversation about that at the end of the week i think okay so i think there are two shots you absolutely have to hit on this golf course once the drive on 17? No, no. I think there are two shots that are critical to playing this course well. There are two really difficult shots that I watched Jimmy Park play today, and she did them, hit them both perfectly. Do you yeah. want to have a guess at which ones I think I think they are? I think oh, it's I've already a guessed one and got it wrong. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you should have told me it's before the first round, not after. No. no. What do you think? I just think there are two shots that you've re well, you've just got to stand. This is a clue on the tee, and hit them perfectly. Any of the par threes? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Seven, no, twelve, twelve and sixteen. I just think twelve and sixteen were 16, always. Yeah, I think seven's quite tough as well. Yeah, seven, but the green's bigger. Yeah, They're those kind of unique, tiny, upturned greens that you just got to hit shots on those two holes. And if you, yeah, if you, you know, someone who plays those holes in, just keeps making threes Actually, on those holes. I think I saw was it <coughs> Suo? I Su don't well, want to get it Su wrong. Suo was playing with Imbi. Imbi knocked it on. Imbi never looks like she hits a good shot. <laughs> but she never looks like she hits a bad shot. Yeah. But when she hit, when she got on 12, she just rifled the thing into the middle of the green, knocked it in from 25 feet for two, and Sue made six on the left, and Sue on three putter from the back. But, you know, she just, when she had to hit the shot, it was perfect. Yeah, I think Sue hit, played the par threes, and what was it? Well, she made triple and double, yeah, on the back nine. She and made was triple only, and double. was she one level? Over. One, one over for the round? So one over, and she played the 12th and 16th, five over. It can get you. They, the yeah. <laughs> Mike's two holes. Yeah. <laughs> but she wanted your advice before first yeah. round. <laughs> no, she probably didn't. But, 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 you know, I think it's a course where you can kind of, in be it a, you, you can in be your way around it without doing anything spectacular but there are a couple of shots you've just got to hit really well that's and one that, warning for you I'm not make, having any more nouns being made verbs alright what do I do you can't yeah, in be your way oh, around oh you can't in be your way around you can't say that can you say that I think you can you say can, that you can yeah. in be your way you can in be your way around it can be a new golfing term what's the definition of to in be to in be your way around if well, you'd in be the tournament you'd be pretty happy if yeah. you, to in be your way around is never to miss a fairway she missed 18, mind. She did. That was the only one she... That was the only one... That was the only middle she missed. Would be to never miss a fairway. You're starting to sound like Hank Haney now. Knocking a couple of... <laughs> knocking a couple of 15-footers. Don't miss any short parts. And just hit the ball under the green. No penalty shots. No, no penalty shots. Okay, no, Meg, I've not, I've not had the opportunity to, to talk to you on air before, Meg, and I'm really interested to know because I don't want Clates to, like, taint your answer to this question. Is the course set up too short... For the LPGA Tour? I'm not a player on the LPGA Tour, so I don't know if I can answer that 
with the same justification that they would perhaps but you don't have to make a course long for it to be difficult yeah. um it's maybe a touch too short but the way it played on tuesday afternoon when the wind's howling i hit driver driver into what's the one up there on the front line six, yeah six six, six yeah um and i played i was playing with um headwall at the time and she hit drive a five wood or three wood or something so courses like this can be a bit deceiving i think depending on the conditions come saturday sunday it might be a completely different animal i thought it looked too short this morning but it was perfect this afternoon yeah. it showed how much how it, that it was more difficult this afternoon than it was it was this a big gap in the uh scoreability i think between the morning phase and the afternoon and that'll i haven't done the stats but it'll be borne out for it sure was 89 players shot par or better today is that right? You couldn't have found better conditions. Yeah. Are, are you in raptures with the course condition, or is it just something that's a little ho-hum ho and you're looking at the design? Um, I think the the way it plays, I think, is intriguing. I like the fact that you can't just, you know, you can't just pull out driver and then you have a wedge onto the middle of the green, or you can you can't just attack the pins all day long. I think whenever you get a course like that, it they're the kind of courses I prefer rather than a lot of the courses in the states where it's just you know, it's dark golf. Yep. Um, I think I I do agree with Mike in that it would be nice to to have some more testing par fours when you've got four or five iron in your hand. Um, but having said that, I just I just said to the guys, I only hit three wedges into the par fours today. Is that right? I'm not hitting it as short as I was in the past. So it's, you know, it just depends if you get the bounces on the fairway. It depends what you're trying to do with your second shot. So. Well, the wedges, I suppose, are three, eight, and what was the other one? Ten, maybe? Yeah, ten. Yeah. And then obviously you've got the par fives as well. So I think that yeah. that brings the scoring down too. Um, they're, they're really where you've got to take your opportunities, not so much the other holes. So you're off late tomorrow? Yeah. Assuming we get the same kind of conditions, you're going to have it trickier in the afternoon. Um, how mentally do you set up for that? I mean, it's, um, hard, to, it's hard to go in two boats. Well, I'm <laughs> speaking for you. Go for it. What do, well, you, th- what do you think? I, to be honest, I think you, you prepare for that before the tournament starts. So, like, even playing last week, playing wind, playing Tuesday afternoon, and I know the girls who played the Pro-Am on Wednesday, you kind of get a feel for how it plays when it's windy. Mm. So then on a morning like this morning, all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, I've got to make some birdies out here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that brings its own pressure in a way, doesn't it? It does, and yeah. I, I kind of prefer getting out there first thing and going before you kind mm. of see the leaderboard. Like, last week I found it quite tough. I was out late the first round and by the time you've gone out there's like 80 yeah. odd people above you already mm. and I, I struggle with that a little bit um, but I think you know it depends how you feel about your game if if you feel comfortable and you trust your game plan then you just you try not to get bogged down by what other people are doing yeah, yeah. how big of an opportunity is this the tournament on the LPGA tour for somebody like you how do you look at that it's big it's it's something that I'm trying to balance because these two events, obviously, first two events of the year for me, they're both LPJ events. And, you know, if you do well in those, that can completely change your career, never yeah. mind your year. But then again, it's, it's like talking about Rory with the majors. You put too much pressure on yourself for certain events and you're not playing your own golf anymore. Um, but to be honest, I'm just enjoying being here. Like, I, I love Australia. I love this event and I love the Vic Open. And, you kind of have to try and soak that in rather than thinking that I have to do well here. Mm-hmm. Do you look at the LPGA players and, and learn anything or do you look at them and think, 
I'm a wee bit away from that. What's your sort of attitude to it? Um, I think getting opportunities like this are great for figuring that out to try and see, okay, where am I in relation? Because the LET feels a world away sometimes, but you play well there and you think, okay, does that mean I could be in contention on the LPJ or would that have me barely making cuts on the LPJ? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same as before. If you start thinking about that too much, mm-hmm. then you're you're not playing your golf anymore. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think I just think too much about all of it anyway. Um, <laughs> but you, I think the biggest difference out here is you can't get away with shooting over par. You'll miss a cut if you're hovering around par, whereas in Europe, a lot of times, you'll be around par, you'll, you'll be into the weekend, and then you can shoot your way up the leaderboard, but you don't get that chance out here. Yeah. So it, you know, it works both ways, because that can do your confidence good. But then out here that should in the long run make you a better player because you've got to learn how to score when you're not on your A game, which I think is the biggest thing you can take away. So you've been a great proponent of the Vic Open and, and a lot of other issues you've, you know, you've had fairly strong views on, which is fantastic. And I understand you enjoy your writing. I do, yeah. It's uh, become a bit of a channel for my brain, I think. Yeah. Have you had any... Yeah, I know you've had a lot of positive feedback. Have you had any negative feedback? Have you copped a bit? Do you want to show me... Do you want me to show you the folder on my phone? Of all? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? No, to be honest, it's, I get a lot of support, especially with the, the writing itself, not so much the things that I talk about, but the actual act of writing, which is nice. Um, but the as soon as I start talking about the fact that women should maybe be playing for marginally more money than they are, then, you know, you get you get the stock responses all the time. And I know Huggy's had, had his share of social media abuse as well, but... It, it can be an unpleasant place um, and trying to reason your views perhaps isn't the best way to do it on Twitter and that's something that I think we all have to learn um, but at the same time you get you know the support that you get and even if you change one person's mind or you open one person's eyes to to the way things are and the way things could be then then maybe you're doing something right do you think we're going about it the right way down here I do. That's why I'm out here every year. I love what the Vic Open and what Golf Australia are doing, and they just announced the the joint tour. I can't remember what it's called with the ALPG and yeah, the oh now I forgot what it's called now. It's just like freshly today. That was like today. The perfect plug, and we missed it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. It should be all that. In fact, you keep talking, and I'll have it by the time you get it. <laughs> but yeah, they've got the sort of a series of events. I think where the men and women are going to compete together and oh, same it's that order thing of merit that or something. Jeff and Sue were that right. that thing. Okay, it's a PGA right. players series. Right? PGA of Australia and ALPG initiative. It's going to be fantastic. But I don't know all the details yet, unfortunately. But no, I think just seeing things like that starting to take place and seeing it normalised a little bit more rather than oh my goodness maybe we could do that and I wonder what will happen you know the Vic Open's a perfect example of of what people want to see what they enjoy watching when they come to watch golf you know there's drama left right and centre and it doesn't matter who you're watching so I think the more golf can kind of show what it's all about the better yeah. and one of the big tragedies too strong a word but one of the downsides of this is that the, the average punter, male and female, can get so much more from watching the women. Especially, I mean, that's always been true, but it's even more true now because of the way that the men's game is so divorced from the normality for, for, for the rest of us. Watching you guys plot your way around a bit more is much more relevant for the, the average player. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's it's amazing to watch Rory and Kepka and Dustin mm. Johnson hit those drives. And if you're standing there and you hear the strike, you know, that's there's a lot of enjoyment in that. 
but for a golfer trying to learn something about the game and about how they can maybe cut a couple of shots off their rounds, you know, you only have to watch the like the laser like driving on this tour especially mm. and you get all these girls hitting hybrids all day long and they, they never miss a green, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's definitely a different way to play but it's um you know, you can learn I think you can learn a lot more. Yeah. Would you concur with that, Michael? Yeah. Well, just watching Envy play. <laughs> you know, just you can envy your way around. Well, you can envy your way around. Meg, we're going to let you go. We ripped you off the putting green to uh, come and do this unexpectedly. We really appreciate your time. You're always welcome on Inside the Ropes if Rod Murray doesn't get hold of you and uh, drag you kicking yeah. and screaming. At Where do people read your stuff? Yeah, that's Where important. is your blog? My blog is at megmclaren.com um, and my Twitter's the same, so you can find it all there. Good. For anyone yeah. who hasn't read it, they order it. Yes, she's, it the, puts she's the best writer in this. People that get paid to write to shame. <laughs> that's, that's actually true. Meg, thank you so much. MegMcLaren.com. Go and check it out. Honestly, the views, I would say you've been doing this wholeheartedly for a bit over a year, maybe a bit longer. Yeah. It's well worth the read. It's fascinating. If you've got thoughts on the game, which most of our listeners do, uh, you do yourself a disservice if you don't do it. MegMcLaren.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back to chat more about the ISPS Hander Women's Australian Open. Welcome back to Inside the Ropes. Uh, there's, there's, we never do anything on the script here at uh, Inside the Ropes. It's well known to all the listeners. Um, apologies that we uh, darted off our ISPS Hander Women's Australian Open scoreboard rundown, but the opportunity, Huggy, to, to chat to Megan McLaren is too good to pass up and she's standing right in front of us here at Royal Adelaide on the putting green and yeah. uh, she's just a, she's a beauty. She's incredibly interesting. Yeah, uh, as you pointed out, the stuff that she's been writing is uh, is a must read. Yeah, you just got to get into it, and it, she, you finish, and she makes you think, which is the ultimate aim of and every writer. And you don't have to agree. No, not at all. You just have to no. go hmm, and she yeah. makes that almost every time. I reckon she yeah. makes you go hmm. Yeah, hmm. No, she's terrific. Yeah. I've never seen her play. She's a good player. She is a very oh, good player. Yeah, yeah. I mean she's uh, Does, certainly what, she's one of the best players ten in Europe. Ten of the in Europe. Yeah, she? I would say. Yeah. I mean she's probably you know she. She would admit herself, I think, she needs to step up a little bit to get it onto the yeah. LPG Tour, but not that much. She's nearly there. Mm. So let's get back to the leaderboard. As we said, Jody Hewitt shut off. Fired the same seven-under round to begin at the Grange last year. Seven-under today in the calm conditions early on. 66 here at Royal Adelaide. Um, there's no doubt about Jody Hewitt's uh, ability to carve out a good score, Huggy. She's been doing it for years. She's probably been doing it with increasing frequency in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yet to win a professional event. I know. Yeah, it's. There's never won. Yeah, no. There's players not as good as other have won tournaments. Wow. Quite a few of them, I would imagine. But yeah, as I say, I, I, I keep going on about this, but my mind keeps going back to it. I felt really sorry for her at Glen Eagles because yeah, the twelve woman team. The chances of getting twelve of them all playing well is virtually nil. Mm. And unfortunately for her, she was the one that was off form. It's a, it's a real shame when that happens. And she had a back injury at the time. A little bit, yeah. She'd had an operation maybe about a month before. Okay. She said she was fit, but um, you know who knows. Yeah. She was adamant today. She got asked about her back injury today, and she's shut it down really <laughs> yeah. quick, smart. So. Yeah. Now, the pressure will be on her, and she's the one who's got to sleep on the lead for the second year in a row here in Adelaide. To be fair, though, I mean, leading at this point yeah. doesn't mean that much, and there's no. a pile of them right behind her. I, I agree with that, yeah, but, yeah. but when you're in her position and you get asked about, you know, yeah. which she invariably will, the longer that she has the yeah. lead here at this oh, tournament, yeah. the more questions she'll get asked about, can you shut it out? But she played this morning, right? Yep. She so did. she'll come to the course in the, tomorrow lunchtime, and she won't be in the lead anymore. No. 
Good point. NB Park will be four shots ahead of her. She'll, she'll, she'll have inbed her way into the lead. <laughs> inbed her way into the lead. <laughs> really impressive today uh, in the morning. Also, Zhang and Lee Six, who, who barely put a foot wrong. Um, she lost a that. lot of putts. She, an awful lot of putts. Well, she, she did. Did she? Well, she knocked it. Well, I was, Every time I, well, I looked was up, she was holding it from 20 feet. She you weren't well. watching. You were talking to people on your phone. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. But... She didn't miss a fairway. She didn't miss no. very, very well, many. Obviously, she, she was a beautiful shot. She was on the greens in the right yeah. numbers, and then she no, just told the putt well, every day. She shot six under, so yeah, I assume exactly. she made some putts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but she, she's a rock. The previously mentioned once or 25 times in B Park started her around today in the, in the afternoon when it was up the breeze, and uh, she dialed a little, little regulation wedge. drive down the, down the, down the first, and 113 yards later, Clates. Knocked it in. Knocked it in for an eagle, which would be her second hole out for an eagle in the space of three rounds, I think, from memory. She held one out at the 10th at uh, 13th Beach last week. Yeah, and then she didn't bury to the second from not very far away. Then Hit it back on top of the hill at the third, Mm. where no one hit it. Wedged it onto 30 feet and made it. And then birdied five, made a 25-footer at the fifth. Is she the leader, really? Tonight. Well, that, that was the best, that was the best the score, I yeah. think. Yeah, that was the best score. She three-putted seven across the green, and she drove it in the bunker at the last. But aside from that, she was terrific. And you know, two at the twelfth was it class? You know, it was just that, that was the that was the as I said the one 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 of the couple of shots you've really got to hit here, mm-hmm. and she just ripped it into the middle of the green. Man, I know you're an expert on these kind of things, though, Lates. I mean, explain our golf swing. <laughs> How does that work? Well, I'm, I'm far from being an expert. You need a teacher. To, well, she takes the club steeply up. The club shaft is almost vertical at what Mac O'Grady would call P3, with the left arm's parallel to the ground, the shaft's vertical. Then it just goes up again. And then I guess she, well, you've got to reroute it somewhere to get it back on the plane. And she then swivels her head towards the target. And it's not, doesn't look like it's particularly powerful. But into the sixth hole into the wind, she rifled one beautifully through the wind. So we had a, so we had a kind of a wafty high, kind of weak cut to the right. But she just ripped it straight through the wind, mm-hmm. which is another shot you had to hit. Mm-hmm. Six, six was long and stuff. And they all hit woods in there, for the, or hybrids for their second shot. So you had to hit a good drive there. And she ripped it through the wind there and then knocked the wood up onto the green 20 feet away. Which was, which was perhaps the other hole where you've really got to play. Mm-hmm. And so That's the mark th- of the really good player. They've three got times gear. a day, three times a day, 6, 12 and 16, she was, she was asked to hit shots and she, every single one she nailed them. In fact, she played those holes one under par. Someone who should know, I can't reveal who they are, told me that she wasn't full throttle last week, she was aiming for this week. So I don't know if you do that or if you don't do that, I, I, I'm not sure, but... Um, she was warming up. She's well. She looked warmed up today to me. Yeah. yeah. So, another impressive afternoon round came from very little known American Gillian Hollis, who's a rookie on the LPJ Tour this year. I think her mum used to play on the Symmetra Tour, from my understanding. She closed with a uh, with a bang. She closed with an eagle on 17, which is uh, that's that's only picking up probably half a shot on the field. Yeah, that's a birdie, really. Yeah. And um, yeah. and the 18th, which is a good good birdie to finish there on the 18th. Yeah. She finished five under the card in the afternoon. Most of the leading scores, as we said, came in the morning stage. Um, but we did have Hannah Green uh, roll through late. <laughs> Barely put a foot wrong. She made one bogey on the eighth hole today. Um, was it? Or might have been the ninth, actually. On the ninth hole. Yes, it was the ninth, I think, from memory. Um, other than that, she had half of Mount Lawley and three quarters of Perth here with her, and she did really well. Had a six up that ninth, which is probably you know disappointing. No, it's, no, it's not an easy par five. You can make six there without doing a whole lot wrong. Other than that, had five 
birdies. So only the one scorecard blemish, Huggy. She wasn't flawless. She wasn't, <laughs> she flawless. wasn't flawless. She's forerunner, and she was excited to be that way because she has been the pin-up girl of this tournament from an Australian perspective this week. So to have her in the mix there is handy at T7. We mentioned the names that she's around. Um, let's quickly run down that board again. Jugan Lee, six under, along with Inby Park, chasing Jody Yu at Chatoff at seven. Marina Alex, Julian Hollis, and Amy Olsen, the American trio at five. Ho Yuan, Nayon Choi, Kristen Gilman, Hannah Green, Danny Holmquist, Wei Ling Shea, and Nelly Corder. Ah, no, keep Madeline, an eye on her. Madeline Sagstrom, Kelly Tan did really well, Jing Yan. They're all at four under the card. You want to talk about Nelly, don't you? I, well, I wrote about her this morning, watched her this morning. She hits shots that only a, a handful at most of the women can hit. So certainly off the tee. I mean, some of the drives she hit. How about the drive on, fif- on 15? Yes. Yeah. I mean, my, she's miles ahead of, you know, the other two. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous the advantage she's got when she hits one like that. I mean, it, she's, I don't know how many wedges she hit into the greens today, but I bet it wasn't a lot. three. Yeah, it was a lot. She had so, a lot of wedges. So to put that in perspective with how far she hits it, we all, you know, Minji Lee's not at the top of the uh, the power charts on the LPJ Tour, but she's far, she's closer to the top than the bottom, put mm. it that way. Yeah. And she had to be clear 30, maybe 35 metres behind yeah. Uh, behind Nelly on well, that I'll drive. Well, I'll tell you, Nelly Cordo walked off the course today. I talked to her. I was the first person to talk to her in the, from the media after she finished, and she was disappointed with that score. Well, that was it. as much as she could have gone round in just about. I mean, and mm. probably she left four shots at least on the golf course. She, that she, if she, you know, she's, she's playing like that, she's she's going to be right there at the end. She started with a bang today. She started with the most simple of birdies on 10 and 11, and I thought, wow, here we go. And mm. she made a couple of soft bogeys. She's making uh, donations per birdie, as many of them are. Many of the girls are for birdies and eagles to the bushfire cause. Uh, I think she's. I think that she's going to be making a hell of a donation. Yeah, oh, <laughs> huge. Yeah, I mean, it's so impressive. The same again. I keep going back to the Solheim Cup. But I was there and watched it. And I tell you, one of the the thing, the Europe won by a point at Glen Eagles last year. And Julie Inkster, if she hasn't looked back at her omission, she left out the Corda sisters on the Saturday afternoon. Ooh for the fourth session of play. Inexplicably, you know, she, then she said afterwards that she was resting them. They'd won six and five in the morning, playing foursomes. <laughs> <So> the, <laughs> and he played 13 holes. Well, hitting alternate shot, as the Americans call it. I mean, there's no way they were tired. I mean, they're young and they're fit. I mean, that, to me, that was the decision that decided the Solheim Cup. They were the absolute stars of the American mm. team, the two of them. Average is 270, so she's 10th. Yeah. The driving distance. Greg Norman in was averaging 285. Well, and Van Dam was the longest last year. She was almost exactly 284 yeah. Yeah. average. It's amazing. So just quickly, the, among those, I think, what did you say, Huggy, before? How many people were under par? 89 plus, uh, par or better. 89. 89 plus. at par or better. And, the, and really, is the class of the field really is, is there. Um, it's all set up beautifully. whole heap of superstars and, and a heap of a smattering of Australian talent. We'll probably go through that Australian talent. We're going to take a quick break on Inside the Ropes. We'll come back and check out where all your favourite Aussies are. Welcome back to Inside the Ropes, a special edition number 147. A special edition live from Royal Adelaide Golf Club in beautiful South Australia. We're here as uh, dust starts, I guess, to settle. Not really. It's still pretty bright, to be honest, but uh, a beautiful day's golf here at the ISPS Hand at Women's Australian Open. Huggy, as we watch all the, the, the greenskeepers they're keeping this course absolutely immaculate. I want to tell you a little joke. It's a very poor taste joke, and I apologise to any of our... Is it Scottish? Is dis- it? No, 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 not racist. No. It's just it's picking on one group, and I really apologise, but, you know, I'll probably get myself in trouble. Apologies to the dyslexic, dyslexic listeners. Okay, go for it. Because I'm watching a bit of 
Toro product here, and there's another green and yellow uh, cart out there. What, what do dyslexic farmers get when their wives leave them? You'll have to tell me. A John Deere letter. Oh, dear. Oh, I've, got, I've got absolute... <laughs> Mike's on his phone, isn't yeah. he? That one? I've, got no, cricket, I've got crickets here in the yeah. booth. That's a shocker. Sorry, guys. Anyway, nevertheless, we'll push... <laughs> we'll, we'll Stick to the day job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll push on. Uh, as I mentioned, the Australians before, Hannah Green, the pick, uh, especially having played in the afternoon conditions, four under, early doors. We were all out watching Minji Lee. Uh, and she finished at three under. That's the bottom line. That's the takeaway. Yeah. But after... After nine holes, Clayton, you seem shocked by that. You may not have seen it for a while, but after after nine holes, Minji Lee was in deep trouble at two over the card. She had she had barely fired a shot in in anger, and she looked to be um, not. She's never going to be overawed. She's not that type of player. Um, by and she was in one of the great groups in Australian tournament history. To be honest, I mean, not often you see three in the world top ten play in Australia in one Thursday morning group. So it was pretty awesome. She's alongside Jungin Lee Six and Nelly Corder, and she was two over the card. One of the red-hot red chances for Australia. Clates? Well, she made a terrible six at the 15th. Terrible. The first break. She drove at a good drive, hit it over the back of the green, chipped it back into the bunk and knocked it out. Two putts. Two putts, six. Well, that was a ridiculous six. That was two <laughs> shots. Really. The next hole, she pulled it in the left bunk where you can't go. And Sue made double out of there. She made it's automatic. Birdie 17, which is only a par. Um... 18, she drove in the left bunker, I think. Drove in the right in bunker. The right bunker, yeah. that's and right, the, chopped it out, yeah. yeah. And then Huggy and I left to go, and I didn't see her play the last two holes. I realised she beat it. So I'm kind of you, shocked. You, you I was, were stunned I was by like, it. she shot 70, because yeah. she was going to shoot at best 73 all day, really. So she's made, a, she's made a nice little putt on the second to sort of kick start it, and then she's come to the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth and gone bang, 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 bang. And she's gone at that stage from uh, one over the card, um, sorry, she was yeah, she was two over at, at 18, one over when she walked to the 5th tee, and she went bang, 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 and all of a sudden was three under, and right back in the in the thick of it. You, you, that's by no means a bad spot to be, Huggy. Well, it saved her week. It, you know, the old cliche about you, you can't win it on Thursday, but you can lose it. She was well on her way to, to losing it, and uh, she's retrieved the situation, and, you know, good round tomorrow, and she's right there. Yeah, and there's, so there are two other Australians under, the, under par, um, aside from Hannah Green and Minji Lee. One is someone we sort of vaguely expect. She did really well last year. Sarah Kemp finished at 72. And the other is Robin Choi, who had a career-best finish last week, T6 at the Vic Open. Hasn't got an overpowering game. But the key thing for her is to feel like she belongs. She struggled last year on the LPGA Tour, and she's had two starts this year and is already prominent on the leaderboard twice. You want to... Does she have some status on the LPGA Tour this year? Very little. Very extremely limited. But this helps, right? She Big makes time. a check. So she jumps over the ones that are... She, when they re-rank in the... Correct. Before May or whatever they re-rank, she'll jump ahead of those who haven't made any money. Especially important <laughs> given the cancellation of yeah. upcoming yeah. events. And last week, she put, to put it in perspective, she made 33000 US dollars comfortably the biggest check she's ever made so you know roughly 50,000 Australian dollars so a massive week I haven't got any jokes about Toro mowers no, Nuggie, so thanks yeah. the, the load that's all we need to know <laughs> um, except the guy that's driving it will be out of a job in about three years because they won't need people to drive them <laughs> they've now got Toro mowers that don't need operators <laughs> <laughs> um, so Robin Choi I think the key thing for her is to think is to look up the practice uh, range or the green see the big names and think Yep, I belong here. Yeah, plus, as you said a minute ago, it's even more important because 
with the cancellation of the two events in Asia, the, the players, the big name players who would have played there, will now be keen to play when they do get a chance, and there are going to be fewer spots for people in Robin Choi's position. So she needs to play well when she really. Obviously, the emphasis on playing well when you get the chance is even greater this year than normal. And it's not ironic, it's the wrong term. Uh, coincidentally, the other person we mentioned there, Sarah Kemp, did exactly the same thing last year. Coulda, woulda, shoulda won the Vic Open. Mm. Came here and had a top 10 finish. Basically had her money up to get her card at this stage last year. And, and it's uh, it's good to see her going well again. And she's earned a full card out of starting yeah. hot in Australia. Yeah, she was... Coulda, woulda, shoulda. She was... Didn't she make the cut on the mark at the Vic Open last yeah. year? And then shot a low score and nearly won? Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. That's the, that's the one problem with the Vic Open is that they cut the field again on Saturday. And you could... I mean, Sue O was, was going to miss the cut, in, fa- in truth, until the wind came up. She made it on the mark. She missed an eight-foot putt on the 14th hole. And if she'd hold that in birdie 15, she was in the playoff. So you yeah. can go from the cut line to, w- to winning the tournament, yeah. which is the problem with chopping that field in half again for Sunday. Uh, and of the other Australians, Catherine Kirk... Uh, and Sarah Jane Smith, the two, I don't like saying this, but veteran Queenslanders, they are. They are veteran Queenslanders. I'm sorry, girls. You've, you've just reached veteran status here on Inside the Ropes. <laughs> Whether Apologies. you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Kirk was in, also in trouble today. She was three over earlier, had a great back nine, or front nine. She played the back nine first. Sarah Jane Smith um, started with a bit of a bang. She had an eagle from 163 metres on the 14th, the par 4 14th, Clay, from the left fringe. Good hole. Great hole. Uh, Probably the... It's in the conversation with the best hole in the country outside of Royal Melbourne, probably. Really? Yeah, that's, a, that's one, of the, one of the great holes in Australian golf. No, I agree. Leave Royal Melbourne out. It's, it's legitimately in the conversation for the best 18 holes in one of the best 18 holes in the country. Easily. Mm. I, think. I can see that. That's a strong yeah. recommendation. That's yeah, a great hole. Are there any others here at Royal Adelaide in that mix? Maybe the third. Probably the third. What about uh, 11? No, no, not even close. Pretty hole, but. Probably I've been sucked probably in 17. Mind. <laughs> um, no, not seven. Um, no, that's Clayton's hole. Yeah. Thirteen, no, eleven is the crater hole, the famous. It's it's not that interesting a hole to play. It's just a three iron and a wedge or a nine iron. It's a beautiful looking hole, but mm. fifteen is a great looking hole, and you've got it really. You've got to shape the ball well, hit good shots. Fourteen, fourteen. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Sorry, did I say thirteen? Is it fifteen? Fifteen. No, fourteen. Fourteen yeah. is a terrific hole. And three is kind of the iconic McKenzie short four blind tee shot, but. Yeah. Between the sand dunes and really good hole. Three, three and four are my favourites here. I think. Yeah, yeah. four, yeah, four's a. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Say I like four. the blind drive, and I like you know yeah. it's a tough second. So. Yeah, but. But what do I know? Not if you hit it where Nelly Carter hit it today. It's half wedge. Today. Really? Yeah, that's, that's it's almost as good as the third at Kerr Lewis, that third here. Almost. 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 Sarah Jane Smith, even par. She had an eagle there to get things going. It's only her third tournament back since uh, little Theo hit the deck uh, in the middle of last year. So she's finding a way back as a mum, doing a fantastic job. Uh, had a heap of uh, friends and family here too, so she was pretty happy with that. I think uh, Suo... Um, Clates, you're the one to talk about Suo. She's finished one over the card. Um, she could have played a way out of it very easily today, but rescued it with a three on your favourite hole. She did. She made three at 17. She can thank me for that. Um, told her to play up the left, which she did and made an eagle. Uh, yeah, she was going... She Actually, in fairness, she wasn't going that way. Really. She was two under after 11, but she made a 25-footer for par at 11. And, you know, she kind of... It was a bit smoke and mirrorish at first. And she made an awful, 
pull hook off 12 into the junk on the end of the marsh on the left and thinned it, then duffed it, made, tri- made triple there. She needed to conjure up her inner inby. Yeah, she did. <laughs> inby showed. And then on 16, she hit it where you can't hit it. She got a terrible line in the bunker, bladed it, chipped it back to three feet and missed it. Mm. So if she finishes 5-5, five, five, she's got no chance tomorrow. That's true. So 3-4 was a get out early tomorrow and shoot. 68, she'll be fine. But she was one over after the first round last week, and I nearly put a fork in her, and Huggy told me not to, and she fought her way back into it, so I'm going to reserve judgment a bit there. She'll be all right. Yeah. So Kari Webb, um, she was very stoic when I interviewed her after the round. She didn't want to blame the illness, but she's clearly suffering the effects of um, a nasty little lurgy that's going around. Uh, Had a a one over 74. I saw her hit a couple of shots today, and they were both pure, and I said, you look, look like you're going well. And she said, you must have been very specific in your watching of me today. So she said it was pretty ordinary in between the couple of good ones. She, she thrilled the crowd on the second, dialed it into only a foot or so. Um, big roars. They love her. I mean, it's, I think it's fantastic that she still plays and still plays well enough to, to not look out of place yeah. in something like this. But There's a lot of people behind her. Absolutely. Well, yeah. We're, we're getting, you know, she's not too far away. Let's not be too harsh. But, uh, she's almost ceremonial now. I mean, she's getting oh, close to that. She, but if you could put one word on her, player. if you could put one word on her that she would hate, it would well, be that. Absolutely, but she's getting close to that. I'm afraid she is. You're a brave man, Huggy. Yeah. Uh, Karis Davidson finished at two over. Fairly uneventful round for the young Queenslander. So Australia's Karis Davidson. This is uh, well from the borders. Yes, <laughs> the Scottish borders. <laughs> uh, Steph Bunky is the only uh, Australian amateur in this field. Um, made her debut. She's been waiting to play the Australian Open for years now. She's got a massively powerful game. And for for one, I actually thought that after, if she could settle for an hour, Clates, in her first Australian Open, that she could probably do some damage. Started on the 10th tee, birdied the 15th, bogeyed 16, and then eagled the famous 17th. So she's two under the card. I'm not sure what you want to say about uh, what's happened on the well, front it's nine. It's hard to... She rips it. She stands there and it's at 270 yards through the air. Well, not through the air, but 270 yards with a, with a hard cut. Mm. Like, why doesn't she play better? Bogey's one, bogey's two. That's throwing him away. Four's not difficult. Six and seven, in fairness, were tricky holes. But, yeah, that's not it. 76, she'll, she'll need to get going tomorrow. But she should, she should be a much better player than she's ever shown. Well, she's shown signs there today. It depends what her mental situation is away from that because she's... Uh, she is a phenomenally physical player, and, and that's that's the key. That's the key she these should, days. You could go and watch Inby Park play, and you could learn. She could learn something from that. What, what's the highest score that somebody's on today that can still make the cup? Someone, someone who shot seventy-five will make it. I think G.I. Shin seventy-five. She can make it. Yeah. Yeah. If if you get out early in the morning, you can make it. I would think. It's hard to hard to make it from seventy-six. You've got to shoot four under to make it. Probably. Yeah. You've got a big seventy. Yeah. So yeah, Whitney, Christy Kerr, she's, she could do it. She played all right. Whitney Hillier uh, shot a 76 today. She was pretty flat after the round. And speaking of that, Steph Nah had a couple of three putts late. And she was, she's normally the most uh, bubbly and talkative person. And she rushed down to the range. And she was headless that she uh, put herself in for a 77 on her home course here at Royal Adelaide. And the other Australian in the field is Tanya Ravenjack, who um, rounds them up, shall we say. Huggy. What about Demo? You missed Demo. Well, there's, there's quite a few, <laughs> there's quite a few names that you know are on the wrong side of where we need to be, which is probably tending towards even par-ish tomorrow for the cut. Uh, Damo, Dame Laura, Dame Laura Davies. I had the uh, the good fortune to <laughs> to run into her caddy Rebecca Artis today, and um, I said because 
Laura was after a good round to start the Vic Open last week, saying she had no real clue about aim point, but she was happy enough if Rebecca Artis, the former LPGA Touring Pro, could uh, navigate her through it. She could just line her up and she'd hit it in the right direction. And Rebecca Artis said something along the lines of, aim point's not much good if you're 50 metres in the mulga, Clates. I see she eagled the 17th. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't everybody? <laughs> Didn't everybody eagle the 17th? <laughs> Isn't it time they call the 17th a par four? Yeah, it definitely is. Anyway, so 79, unfortunately, for Laura Davies. Um, she'll do something special tomorrow. There's nothing sure, but... The Women's Senior Open, is that 50? Yeah. It's 50, isn't it? Yeah. So she did she win yeah, that? She's already won it two years ago. Mm. So yeah. Kari is... How old's Kari? 45? Is Kari 45 yet? Um, she must be pretty close, I think. Mm-hmm. So she can play some... She, she, I think it might have been 45 of their Masters. 45. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. And she's just about there. So of the of the um, big names, I suppose, looking at it here, uh, Christy Kerr, you mentioned Clates had a 76. Uh, Cheyenne Woods, although not really a contender at the moment, has had a 76. Uh, others in trouble. Probably there are not too many big names on that side uh, of the potential cut line. Amy Yang had a 74. A She's a really good player. She is. She's terrific. She's phenomenal. She'll make it tomorrow. No problem. Uh, Charlotte Thomas. Australian amateur champion. Australian amateur champion from England. She had a 74. That was a nice round. Yeah. Uh, she did well, actually, because she was washed than that yeah. at some points. Yeah. Former champion, Haroon Namura, 74. Um, Leanna Maguire, your girl, Huggy, 74. Is she? Yeah, yeah 74. Lydia, so Lydia Cullis, Lydia hit the Wapping snap hook down the 11th hole. Right. It was so far in the boonies on the left, you couldn't believe it. Really? Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Man, it was so, it was yeah, low and hard left. I think that's the mistake. Some of her playing partners um, in the Pro Am yesterday said she'd started to figure it out. She said, I've, got, I've been hooking the ball horrendously lately, but she started to figure it out. Obviously, it came back today in the heat of battle. Yeah, she, um, She's a mystery, Lydia. She's, well, we watched her win at Royal Melbourne. You watched that? I mean, it was a, a clinic. TV, yeah. Dead set yeah. clinic. It was a clinic. I mean, she was so good. She was the only player who could conquer the hard green. She was magnificent. No, she picked that place apart. It yeah. was brilliant. really was. Tiger Woods, Seve, and Lydia Coe, they're the three best golfers I've seen at Royal Melbourne. So that's a massive rap, Clates. Oh, that week was incredible, wasn't it? it was yeah, it really was. Amazing. She but won with a leg in the air, too. Sadly, she's a long way from that at yeah. the moment. I just want to make one special mention before we run down the top of the leaderboard again and hit the road here, that he Young Park, the Vic Open champion from last week, was four over the card with four holes to play and told me afterwards that she had um, been playing knocked down into the breeze Vic Open style golf then realised that she needed to hang, not hang on to the stickers tightly and stop hitting um, little punchy shots. Birdie, 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 birdie. Finish. Finish. Bit of a Renton Laidlaw special, Clates. I've run too many birdies, Huggy. One too many birdies for Renton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we better wrap this up here from Royal Adelaide. Just quickly reminding you of the leaderboard situation. Jody, you had shut off the leader from England at seven under the card. Jungan Lee, six, and Inby Park at six under. Marina Alex, Gillian Hollis, and Amy Olsen, the American trio, at five under. And a host of players at four under, including our own Hannah Green and, of course, the defending champion, Nellie Corder. Minji Lee, the next best Australian, one further back at three under. And Christina Kim, we didn't mention on the rundown, nor Georgia Hall, nor Heiji Kang. Really good the top class leaderboard here. Celine Boudier's found form again also at three under. There's a whole host of players here who could make a case for winning at Clates. What have you got to say on the end of day one? Well, we watched John and Lee Six and Inby Park today, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, the latter in the afternoon. Hard to see them being very far away on Sunday. I like that. I'm sticking with Nelly. I'm, I'm a Nelly guy this week. I think she's going to defend. 
I, I, I think Rednelli was my pick too, Huggy. Anyway, we won't speculate now. We might have more of a crack at that tomorrow. For the time being, Mike Clayton, thank you very much. Thank you, Hazy. John Huggin, thank you again. My pleasure. That's episode 147 of Inside the Ropes. We'll come back to you live again tomorrow from the Royal Adelaide Golf Club.